0: Hey, faith family, welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, welcome back to the podcast here at Calvary Bible, Beyond Sunday. And if you're watching, you're looking at Bill Patton. Bill, say hi. Good morning.
1: So good to be with you.
0: (laughs) It is morning. It's a Thursday morning. And uh, that was Bill's voice now, if you're just listening to us. uh, And I got Bill with me this week because we've had some technical difficulties. And Austin and I recorded this thing two times on Tuesday. And it just didn't fly because of a battery issue that we weren't aware of. And then I did it a third time that same day by myself because we try and record these on Tuesday morning. So, we can get them out by the latest um, Wednesday morning to you guys. And so, I did it again by myself. And that was an interesting 20 minutes having a conversation with myself. I ask myself questions and then I answer myself. And and it's not
1: so much different when you get older,
0: it actually, <laughs> it actually is part of what you do. Yeah, you just have a conversation with yourself. Sure. Right. I talk to myself all the time. So, it wasn't super awkward, I didn't think, but it didn't work anyway. And so, um, I think we have this tech issue figured out. we got a battery. Our green lights are on, and Bill's here in the office today, and he's going to dive in with me. But before we do, I like to throw curveballs. Bill doesn't know this question's coming. Oh, good. You're, Thank you. You ready? Uh, no, um, well, go ahead. Just how are you enjoying your role as the, I forget the official title, faith family care leader or something there like that? There are three
1: things, and and I don't know how to say it yeah uh, i don't know that there's a title now anymore yeah so i'm just i'm just out there doing something do, yeah you I, I i'm enjo- you're doing it well i'm enjoying myself immensely
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm uh i'm i'm doing what i like to do i like to uh i like to to be with people mm-hmm. i like chatting with people i like seeing where they are i like encouraging them praying with them mm-hmm. uh, if necessary exhorting them yeah uh that's all part of it so that's that's the faith family mm-hmm. part of things. I've been real busy because mm-hmm. our faith family has been real busy.
0: Yeah, we have been busy
1: <laughs> in, in sickness kind of ways. Yeah, and uh, and other things going on. So so uh, that that's really been uh, not just a fun time. It's been a good time. Yeah, it's been very beneficial. Them, uh, me, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, I'm also uh, involved in overseeing the. ABF, mm-hmm. uh, part yep. of things. Sunday mornings. Sunday right. morning, the uh, the uh, adult Bible classes, and uh, haven't gotten too much into that yet. Mm-hmm. Other than planning for electives coming up, yeah, at the first of uh, right two thousand twenty two. So uh, visitation, as <laughs> as uh, the virus allows.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And
1: so no, enjoying myself immensely.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. And so I just. I've enjoyed working with you. And this is the second go around for you and I. It is. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, uh, Bill used to own his own roofing company. And I was fortunate enough to work with him for uh, the like breaks, my breaks over at college for two and a half years or so. Um, yeah. And I worked for Bill in the worst times of year. He he. the summer and the winter
1: you you work was hot
0: yeah yeah and he made us wear black t-shirts with black hats on a black roof oh my word so if you don't want to give anyone a heart bill a hard time about something i don't please
1: i don't have a i don't have a problem take
0: your shots i don't
1: have a problem with that uh if if you young guys can't take it (laughs) then okay i didn't last yeah, I got out. Yeah, yeah, it was worth going to Bible college, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it might have been, might have been. Now I'm sitting here with you, having conversations about faith and God's word, and, and that's a good thing too. Yes, it's tricky though. You're tricky either way around.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll just stop there. Yeah. No, No, I love Bill. Um, so here we go. You ready to dive in? I am. All right. So let me give a quick. Um, reminder about where we were, because goodness, even though it, I, I preached on Sunday, it was four or five days ago, four, and so I want to refresh myself. Uh, we were in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Yep. Um, we were talking about just continuing in this series, the current fight for the faith, and we started out essentially introducing this word deconstruction, which I believe Randy touched on, you know, pretty well the week before, but we just tried to maybe take away some of the uh, the the baggage that comes along with that or the, the negative connotations that come along with that word deconstruction when we're in, you know, the conversation about our faith, people deconstructing their faith, because really the way I see it is deconstructing is just asking questions. Mm-hmm. You're You're taking pieces apart, but with the hope of putting it back together. And so we want to make sure that we're aware of the dangers that are out there. That was point number one, because they're out there. And sometimes they're subtle and we don't, really have our radars up, but we need to. So parents be vigilant. Uh, point number two was make sure you're doing it with the right people, which is really was echoing a lot of what Randy said the week before uh, in James chapter three. And then where we spent most of our time then was uh, on this final point, having a right and robust view of the Bible. What What is the Bible? Yep. And so that was a quick, that's a quick sermon in a minute. I took longer than a minute on Sunday morning. Yes, you uh, did. Yep, yeah, but there's your sermon in a minute. I could have just said that. Yes. But it wouldn't have been as fun because we had fun together. I had fun. I hope everyone else did too. Yeah. All right, so you're ready. You look like you're thinking something. Go ahead.
1: I, I'm just thinking uh, the deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in going into that a little bit more okay as you are yeah so i'm ready for any question that has with what does deconstruction what should it look like what should it not look like
0: yeah um man you you're bringing curveballs balls to the table
1: okay well let me let me go a little bit further then well okay
0: i'm ready but let's in, go In, in deconstruction mm-hmm.
1: uh it depends on your motive
0: yeah why am i doing this yeah
1: what purpose Am I to gain from this? Mm -hmm. If my deconstruction is honestly to see the parts Mm -hmm. in order to be more solid Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. so that when I bring it all together, put it back together, it's stronger because I've done the the work with it. Mm -hmm. If, on the other hand, my purpose Mm -hmm is to deconstruct because I don't like a part of it. Right. Then putting it back together without a part that belongs there
2: mm-hmm.
1: is where you run into danger. Yeah. Now you separated the you, you don't have the whole anymore. You you've dismissed a part that you didn't care for.
0: Okay. Let's use that engine analogy. I use the engine mm-hmm. analogy yes. because what I'm hearing you say is if we're taking the engine apart and taking out, and again, I'm not an engine guy. You are more than I am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've right? thought about
0: that. You grew up around garages. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if you take an engine apart and you, you replace a part of the engine with the same type of part, but maybe one that's more supercharged or whatever, Yes. you can get more out of that engine. Yes. Okay. Yes. But- if you, and I like this, if you take a piece out and put something different in and you do that again, suddenly it's not an engine anymore. It's something different.
1: Yes. Or it's an engine without the ability to be that engine.
0: Yeah. And, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, uh, I will say this, and this, is, this has happened to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, back, when, back when you repaired cars. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you you use your brain. Yep. Okay. And then the car got a brain, and Mm -hmm. you're no longer necessary. Right. But but it is possible to put a an engine back together or any item Mm -hmm. back together, end up with a couple parts left there. Yeah. And the engine works. Yeah. But the engine's not functioning with all the parts. Right, and there might be something strategic about the parts you have left over
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that even though the, your, your engine will run, yeah, your vehicle will go, yeah. it's not at the proper or max
2: mm-hmm. ability. Yeah,
1: yeah. So leaving out a little bit of the stuff, yeah, still might not take away everything, mm-hmm. but it's still not complete.
0: Yeah. Well, and so if we're thinking about that, in let's take that back to the the analogy of our faith, Mm -hmm. Um, there are core doctrines that we believe as evangelicals that have been orthodox throughout the centuries in church history. And those things, if you take them out, the engine's not going to work. Our faith is no longer a faith in Jesus, his death, his resurrection anymore. It's something different that's not working. Um, And you're right, there's pieces that you could take out and the engine could still function, but not at its optimum level. And I think that's where when we fall in love with God's word and we get to know who he is and how he's at work in the world, then it it does. It fuels our life and our faith and it we are more effective kingdom people here that have a greater impact than if we're just kind of getting by and we are we're functioning, we're firing, but really not on all cylinders.
1: That that's true. That's true. And when you actually worked on cars that mm-hmm. there were there were two things my dad told me yeah. you need. Okay. You need fuel mm-hmm. and you need fire.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's what makes combustion. Yep. And if either one of those isn't working properly, yeah, then 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 it's not going. You're not going to have your vehicle running.
0: Right, won't move.
1: So when you mentioned regarding our faith, mm-hmm. if we, for instance, uh, we we know that the essentials of the Christian faith, what we call the cardinal doctrines, mm-hmm. uh, and say there are five or six cardinal doctrines. Yeah, they have to be there. Yeah, or you don't have an engine.
2: Yeah, period. exactly. Uh,
1: if you get into some of the the uh, doctrines where there are questions regarding es- eschatology mm-hmm. and something like that, uh, that's that's not your essential doctrine. But the, for instance, the the sinless life of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you cannot have a savior mm-hmm. if you have a, a, a sinful savior. Right, because the nature of Mm -hmm. man cannot save the nature of of man. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, yeah, it's Jesus Christ, virgin birth, sinless life, death on the cross to pay for our sins, resurrection, right, to have the victory over death and sin. Mm -hmm. And you can add the ascension, yep. But the essential is you have to in the salvation package, you have to have Jesus, yeah, and it has to be right,
0: yeah. That's the lynch. I mean, uh, I think I think in terms of like, there's probably a couple of linchpins that if you pull that out, you don't have an engine anymore. Like just really critical things, and that would definitely be one of them. And the one that we talked about on Sunday was our view of the Bible. Yes, Uh, because once that you know the authority of the Bible and its trustworthiness is gone, you start playing games with it. Then you don't have one of those pillars to stand on. Um. So, yeah, yeah,
1: and, is really and Jonathan, that's a very important uh, truth about the scriptures mm-hmm. that parents need to not just mention but yeah. instill
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in their own lives, yeah, and in the lives of their children, mm-hmm. because there has to be an anchor, and according to Scripture, it is Scripture
2: mm-hmm.
1: is the anchor. Right, it's God breathe. It's what God has for us. Mm-hmm. We have to throw our anchor down in that, yeah, and say, "I believe that." Yep, I believe that. Mm-hmm. So that what kids are hearing out there, yeah, they the voices that they hear, it has to all come through the grid of Scripture. Right. If it doesn't, there'll be all kinds of fantasies.
0: Oh yeah, yep, no <clears throat> doubt about it. Yep, good. All right. Well, we um we didn't even get started with the questions that came in.
1: Well, let's do that. <laughs> let's do All that.
0: Right. Right, here we go. All right. So oh, here we go, Bill. Uh the questions that came into the podcast. And again, thank you for sending them in. I'm going to encourage folks just to continue to do that. Don't be shy. The more the better. Uh so we have a couple this week. And as you're sitting listening on a Sunday morning, jot those questions down with your pen or even email them in right away. Podcast at CVCMJ.com. And there's well, I mean, I always say there's there are dumb questions. Pe- teachers say there's no such thing as a dumb question. Oh, there are. There are. But I would be really surprised if someone sent in a dumb question. Um, genuinely, we want them all to so bring them on and uh, let's dive in. We've got two here for you. All right. So the first one uh, was from an avid listener mm-hmm. who his red flag went up because I said something that didn't quite sound orthodox to him or like like it lined up with the church's statement of faith. And so I'm glad we've got some good listeners and usually my filter catches those things when they come out of my mouth and I'll, you'll hear me say, now I want to be careful and I'll clarify,
2: (laughs) um,
0: but it didn't, my filter didn't catch this Uh, anyway. So I said something, I think in the part where we were talking about the two YouTube personalities, Rhett and Link, who have deconversion stories. And I probably said something to the effect of, I didn't listen to it, but, um, Rhett, is, he, he was a Christian, and he's not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I meant to say was, or what I was meant by that is, here's a guy who did profess to be a Christian, and now he does he professes to not be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Whether he is or isn't is only in God's eyes. But that that did raise the question, can someone be a Christian and then fall away from the faith and no longer be a Christian? So I've got some thoughts I can continue to clarify. But Bill, you got anything to?
1: Well, here's my best answer. I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, you know, we get go into ahead. we get into this, mm-hmm. and we we're, all of a sudden now we're asked to be judge.
2: Mm, yeah, that's and, tricky.
1: And we impossible. What are the parameters that we go by? Uh, the only thing we can do is say if that person claims to have been a Christian now mm-hmm. claims not to be a Christian. I don't. I can't judge that. Right. I can't judge that. Yeah. What I can say is, if this person is honestly telling me, I do not believe Mm -hmm. in what the scriptures say regarding salvation. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, and even the authority of scripture to tell me these things, Mm -hmm. I have to believe them. Yeah. Now, there is a scripture in 1 John that many people know
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that... They went out from us,
2: yeah, but they were not of
1: us. So, Mm -hmm. if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, yep. But they went out now, get this to make known that they were not of us, Mm -hmm. and so now is this deconversion is this now I'm making known to you, yeah, I wasn't in, yep. Now, if that's the case, I'll accept that on face value, I won't write that person off, yeah, but I'll accept what they say at that point. Right. I won't like it, Mm -hmm. but I'll say, okay, that's what you say. I would like to know how they got there, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. And I think you were splitting hairs a little bit with that question in that there is no way, like you said, there's no way for us to know whether someone is truly saved or not. Yes. Uh, But to answer that question specifically, can someone be a Christian and then fall away from the faith? I don't think that's the way the script. That's not the way I read the scriptures. If they were genuinely saved, then they, there's nothing that can change that. There's nothing that can reverse the their salvation or take over overpower the blood of the cross and and their justification. It's kind of a once in once and for all or once and done thing. However, I think where the question maybe comes from to a degree, or maybe where we find ourselves sometimes is we see someone who's Living the faith, they're active in the church, they're serving, they're in leadership positions, mm-hmm. and then they walk away. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, were they ever saved? And that's a question that we can't answer.
1: That's correct. That's correct. But as much as the first John passage says that mm-hmm. they went out from us to make known mm-hmm. they were not of us, the same thing's true about a believer, a true believer. Yeah. It will be evident mm-hmm. by by what they believe. Yeah. What they do. Sure. How. How they do it, mm-hmm. and so the evidence will be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the the warning passages, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, the warning passages in Hebrews, yeah, there are about five of them, mm-hmm. them that talk about that falling away. Yeah, the one that that piques my interest each mm-hmm. time is where the writer of Hebrews says that 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 you can fall away, talking to the to the to mm-hmm. the Hebrew Christians. Yeah, but then he says, but I. But I think better of you, which means I know you're not going to do it. Yeah. But the warning is still there. uh, And and so we have to take the warnings as warnings. Mm -hmm.
0: Don't take them out. Don't
1: take them out. Right. But but, uh, be able to say, as much as I can see that this person is not a believer because they reject Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. I should also be able to tell if a person is a believer. Yeah. Not just by accepting Christ, but what happens as a result of that? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. That tells me that they're they're following following
0: Christ. Yeah, sure. And so, I mean, to my mind, comes uh, the James passage about the man in the mirror. You know, yes. he he looks and he remembers because yeah. he looks and he does. Yeah. He reads God's word and it changes him. Or the man who builds his house on the rock. It's he's mm-hmm. he's active. He's living it out. Yeah. Um, so when the storm comes, he doesn't; his house doesn't fall yeah. because he's a man of yeah. of action. His yeah. his fruit is evident, yeah. um, and and I think that's a way. So sometimes eternal security and assurance of salvation get kind of mixed together and muddied in the same water. Yeah, but they're they're different. So I, I believe that I can. Part of my assurance is that once I'm saved, I'm always saved. But the other part of my assurance of my salvation is I see God working in my life. I'm not the same guy I was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. Not that I was, not that I, you know, a convict coming out of jail. Right. But I'm a, I've grown in my faith and I've seen the Lord work and change me in good ways. That's that
1: evidence. Mm -hmm. That's that evidence. It's, it's not just internal. Mm -hmm. I can say God's changing me. Yeah. But it's external. Folks will see. Yep. Folks will know. Yeah, you're not the same person you were five years ago, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, we have to allow for the for the the person that looks like they've fallen away mm-hmm. and at some point become like I think it was King Nebuchadnezzar comes to the right mind mm. and says, "You know what I need to get I need to get right with God yeah on this and and get back get back evidencing mm-hmm. what God has put in me
0: mm-hmm. yeah, putting it back together all yeah. right. I think that's good. Yeah, for that question. Uh, you know,
1: the, you know, the bottom line is I, I believe in the insurance of salvation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and,
1: and and I'm a product of that because I mm-hmm. I uh, went forward at evangelistic meetings. Okay. At the age of twelve,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was all in. Yeah. At sixteen, I was mumbled up in my head. Yep. Wondering, mm-hmm. wondering, until one night, God just impressed upon me, that you're my child, you're mm-hmm. my son. Now let's get on with it. Yeah, and I think that's what has to happen. I've talked to mm-hmm. a few people, uh, Christians, mm-hmm. who are wondering about the, you know, did I, am I okay?
2: Yeah,
0: right.
1: And I just ask them this question: Will you do anything different now than you did when you first trusted Christ? And the answer is generally no. Mm-hmm. And so I say, well, let's get on with it.
0: Yeah. Do the evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Are you good with that part of the question? You gotta keep thinking yeah, you know, things to keep adding. I am. All right. I am All right,
1: well, the mind's always working, but you know the the, the recording isn't always working.
0: <laughs> no, the recording. I think we're still working. Yeah. All right. Um, second question here that came in. Is there not a danger in evangelical churches of baptizing those who profess profess faith as er, early on, as early as grade school? And then, not allowing time to see evidence of true genuine repentance and faith when the person is older and able to make decisions of their own, they're not under the tutelage of their parents, so is there a danger is there a danger there in evangelical churches? We didn't rehearse this, Bill, what are you thinking?
1: The danger would be if the child does not understand what's going on mm-hmm because baptism is such a, an important part yeah. of identifying with Christ.
2: Yeah.
1: It's death, burial, and resurrection. So if there's not an understanding, you're not doing the child any favor yeah. by saying, okay, you're,
2: to
0: get you you're a town. Christian,
1: now you need to be baptized. I believe that.
0: yeah, I believe that. Yeah. The sooner the better. So whose responsibility is it to... Uh, mom and dad. Mom and dad? Mom mm-hmm. and dad. Initially, mom and dad. Yep. Again,
1: they are the th- that's their uh, they're the progenitors of the children. So mm-hmm. it's their spiritual responsibility, yeah, to, to let the child know salvation is yours. Now let's identify completely mm-hmm. with this through baptism.
0: Yeah. Um would you put weight on the local church? The pastors, the oh, person sure. who's doing it, that? oh sure, it
1: ought to be up front. Yep. I'll be out front. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what the scriptures say to do. Yeah. So we we do it not because uh, it's something that the church thought of. No, this is this is from God.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, so we do it. Uh, we do it with an understanding that this is what's happening. Yeah. What's important, Jonathan, is that uh, it's it's been uh, mentioned so many times over the years mm-hmm. when that person is baptized. It's almost like, like the the evil side, mm-hmm. the the forces of darkness, start to work on them, to test them. Yeah, and so it's good to know, this is this you're throwing your anchor here with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. You're identifying completely. Yeah, with Him. You're you're saying I'm, I'm, dying to the old self. Mm-hmm. I'm being raised with Christ. Yeah, and that's important stuff. It is, but to remember that being raised with Christ means that the the forces of darkness, yeah, are now going to press on you a little bit harder, just to see how how serious you are with this.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I think there's the danger. I so to answer this particular question, I do think there is a little bit of a danger, um, and so for parents and for pastors who people are having conversations with these baptismal candidates to really help them understand the weightiness of it. What's actually happening because, and you know, I, I haven't had this happen to me yet, but I know Rich did, you know, in some of his conversations, the, the person who was being baptized, and this is a a question about kids in grade school, and Mm -hmm. that would have been probably the case for him too, but not necessarily um, where you've got a believer who's, immature and they really, um, they, they've got the the parts of the engine that have saved them. They've got the, the faith and the belief in in those things that really are critical. Um, but their reason for wanting to get baptized just kind of shows that, you know, they're just not quite not ready yet. Um, and I think that's, you know, I know Rich had to say to mom and dad at different times, you know, what? probably just need to wait, you know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. That's OK. Yeah, that's it okay. is. But at the same time, I do think there's I wouldn't want to tell an eight or nine year old, you know what, you're not old enough. We're going to keep you out of the baptismal pool or waters for a while until you can really understand it or until you've shown evidence of your faith, because it's a good desire in their heart if they understand it. It's a good thing, and I don't want to keep them from being no, obedient in no, that way either.
1: No, in, in, in no way do you want to do that. Uh, what you the a danger could be that they might identify, uh, for instance, if a parent or Sunday school teacher mm-hmm. says, "Hey, you're Christian now. You, know, you need to be baptized." Yeah. Now, if there isn't the knowledge of why that's happening yeah, or what is happening, mm-hmm. the child can almost identify salvation with baptism. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You want to identify it as a as a mark of your yeah your salvation. Yep. A and, response,
0: and, an right. act of so, obedience.
1: So, so that can be a danger
0: mm-hmm. if
1: it's just kind of, here, here's the one-two approach.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And sometimes in Scripture, that's the way it happens. And so there is a belief, and it's not a wrong one, that, because sometimes baptism gets put off, maybe longer than it needs to. Yes, uh, and that's probably a danger in and of itself. Um, so to get someone in the tank quickly, the waters—that's, um, yeah, that's not a bad thing, and it can be done well. But yeah, I think to your point, at least make sure that there's an understanding that it's not a part of your salvation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the evidence. Mm-hmm. Remember we talking about evidence before mm-hmm. there's, right. e- there's always an evidence of a person who is not a believer. Yeah. It may be vocal. It may be activity, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Uh, the same thing's true with a believer. There needs to be evidence mm-hmm. and baptism is one is the strong evidence yeah. of, of committing yourself mm-hmm. to, to, uh, follow Christ.
0: Yeah, it is strong evidence. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we don't want people walking, walking around saying, well, I, you know, I prayed a prayer and I've got my baptismal certificate. Therefore, I'm good. Sure. We don't want to give them that false assurance. Uh, but we uh, that is a fruit. Yeah. It's an evidence of obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Something just came to my mind. This might sound crazy. it might be dangerous. It's, it's, it's like a family tree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're always trying to find evidence of who these people are. Where they grew up and mm-hmm. some some identifying marks, and a baptismal c- certificate mm-hmm. is one of them.
2: Mm-hmm. A marriage mm-hmm.
1: certificate's one, but yeah. baptismal. Mm-hmm. If you get a baptismal certificate, hey, you you've got the person. You know yeah. who he is now. Mm-hmm. Okay, a believer is a believer in Jesus Christ, who has committed to Him through mm-hmm. baptism, buried his life of sin,
2: yeah,
1: rose with Christ. And and so that's kind of how we track. Yeah. Track things.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So so if you too, haven't
0: been in the water, this isn't a question about should we get baptized, but yeah. let's just say it: if you're not baptized and you're a follower of Christ, let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let's hold go. off for reasons. Do I? At this point, we ought to understand the seriousness of baptism. Yeah, and that is, it, it's not about water. No. It's about commitment yeah. to following Christ mm-hmm. in all respects.
0: Yeah, and with my kids, um, you know, it's not something that I'm rushing them into, uh, but it's also not something that I want to tell them to wait for a certain period of time, uh, because even as you know, I mean, Chase is twelve, Evelyn's ten, you, we see evidence of fruit in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, yeah. and I do think there's some, you know, I was baptized at a young age. But I do distinctly remember it. Um, But I think a 12-year-old or a 16-year-old is going to remember it differently than an 8-year-old. Yes. Um, I just don't think we, yeah. Yeah, but both of them. Not a right or wrong.
1: But but both at both ages, somebody should have instructed them as to the purpose of it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So even at the the lesser understanding Mm -hmm. of it, uh, the purpose is still known, and it won't be different if you do it at 16 or 20. Yeah. Except that when you understand it, mm-hmm. you need to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And for what it's worth, a twenty year old or a thirty year old could, you know, get a false assurance too, or they could get in the baptismal waters and then yes. five years later decide that yes it's not for them anymore too. So there's it's not necessarily just a kids thing. No. Oh no. So
1: no. All right, Bill. So when they understand it's good to go. Yes. Yeah
0: get them age wise.
1: It might be different No, but when they understand, Mm -hmm. it's time to do it.
0: Yeah. Agreed. All right. So guess what? What's that? We set a new record. This is going to be the longest podcast episode. What? Yeah. I'm not sure exactly, but we're in the 30 minute range. And so if you've hung on this long, we applaud you. Oh my goodness.
1: I I mean, I'm not, maybe I should listen to it and see what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I listen to the podcast myself and I sometimes because when I'm talking in the podcast, I have a hard time always like digesting it while in the middle of the conversation. So I do benefit from actually listening to the conversations that I had a second time. I I might
1: actually (laughs) learn something from me
0: yeah
1: (laughs) wouldn't that be good yeah Yeah. god's
0: gracious in that ways yeah Yeah. anyway so thanks for joining us we love you guys and um yeah thanks for hanging in there again if you made it this long and yes maybe they'll be back another time yeah
1: god bless you really
0: (laughs) see ya thanks again for joining us on today's episode and remember our sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond sunday